0: Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Hey everybody, happy Monday, happy Memorial Day. I hope everyone has had a great extended weekend, that you're looking forward to the week in front of you, that you had a chance to remember Uh, those that have passed on before, those that have given their lives uh, to us in in the service uh, of our country. Um, Just a a wonderful holiday. I I remember President Kimball, a leader of my faith, giving a talk once in which he said that, you know, when you look at the English language, one of the most important words, if not the most important word, may be remember, because we all have the need to remember. Remember those things that matter most, Remember those things that can help us to be the best that we can be. And uh, that's one of the reasons I love Memorial Day is hopefully we, we take some time and the opportunity to remember. Um, this week, uh, it's episode 522 and it's titled, Keep Your Head Up. And kind of excited to share this one for you because it's based on a story and experience that I had with my daughters here recently. Actually, my youngest daughter, I, I just, I have to share the story with you guys today because I think it's it's hilarious, but also taught me a great lesson in, in the process. This past week with school winding down, many of the conversations with my girls have uh, evolved around grades, like I'm sure they have with your kids, right? This is our chance and opportunity to really encourage these kids of ours to make sure they finish strong, that they have their grades where they need to be. Well, at one point, as the, the week was nearing to the end, my youngest daughter, Michaela, said, Dad, I don't think I'm going to be able to get an A in gym. I could tell that Dad had been weighing on her. She's waiting for just the right opportunity to, to tell me that. And I said, really? Uh, why not? Now, I, I don't have a problem with my girls not always getting A's. I, I try to, to set that expectation. I, to, I just want them to do their best. And I certainly recognize that there are going to be some classes that are going to be better and easier for them to get A's in than others. Jim, however, is probably at the the bottom of my list of classes that would be hard to get an A in. And so I was a little concerned with that. I think she could feel the, the concern in my voice. She said, well, I, I failed the push-up test, Dad. The push-up test? I said, what's that? She said, well, at the beginning of the year, we were all measured by different kind of things that we had to do, physical measurements, and like how quickly we could run a mile or, or how many sit-ups we could do and a few other things like that. But one of them was how many push-ups we could do. And I wasn't able to do any at the first of the year when we were measured. And then here again at the end, I still wasn't able to do one. And so my teacher told me that because I didn't show any improvement, that he wasn't going to be able to give me an A. Well, I didn't quite know what to say to that. Again, I've always been the just do your best and that's all you can do, kind of a dad. And I kind of started to default to that mode again, like, well, that's okay, sweetheart, as long as you did. But then as I processed through that, I said, wait a minute. So you mean that you're not going to get an A because of not being able to do one push up? She said, well, yeah, dad, I I just can't do one. (laughs) I I go down, she said, but I just can't get back up. He has a little machine, she told me about, that measures how far we need to go down for it to count, and no matter how hard I try, she said, I just can't do it. Again, I said, well, I'm sure you tried, and trying your best is what's important, but again, it just wasn't quite sitting right with me. And so I said, wait a second, sweetheart. No, you you can't get a B in gym, first of all. Not my girls. And you definitely can't get a B because of one single push-up. But I just can't do it, Dad. I said, okay, get over here and and show me that you can't do it. I want to see what you're doing. We are going to figure this out. I grabbed a pillow and and said, let's use this as kind of the mark for how low you, you need to go. Your chest has to hit it in order for it to count. She said, Okay, but dad, I just can't. I said, No, you, you can't say that, first of all. I said, I want you to visualize what you're doing, and then I want you to get down there and do it. I said, So close your eyes, picture yourself doing this push up. You're not going to miss getting an A because of one push up. I said, You know what? We'll work at this every day this week if we need to, but you're going to get an A. <laughs> so she got in position, she went down and started to go down. But then like she said, she just couldn't push herself back up and so she fell down into the pillow. I said, okay, wait a minute, let, let me try this. I was looking for anything that might help give her a little bit of an edge, whether it was hand placement or arm length uh, apart, uh, feet position, any little trick that might be able to help her get back up and complete one push-up because she was so close, she really was right there. So I went down and did, did a push-up myself And when I did, I happened to notice one thing that I did that was different in my form than what she had done. Having done quite a few push-ups in my life, I recognized that when I did them, I kept my head up. I looked straight forward as I went down. My daughter, Michaela, had not. Her head hung down. She looked down at the ground the entire time. And I thought, well, maybe that will help. It's a little thing. So I said, Michaela, why don't you try it again? But this time, keep your head up and back. Maybe it'll lessen the weight even a little bit that you're trying to push back up against. She said, okay, and got into position and went down, keeping her head straight. She touched the pillow with her chest. And to both of our surprise, she came back up. (laughs) I said, Michaela, you did it. She was happy, but also skeptical, I could tell, that maybe it didn't really count as a push-up or that it wouldn't translate over to the the testing that she would need to do in front of her teacher. So I had her try it again, and sure enough, she did it again. I couldn't quite get her to do two in a row, but she certainly could get one. So I said, okay, tell your teacher that you want to try again and that you want to keep trying until you get it. We are not letting a single push-up keep us from getting an A in this family. (laughs) She she said that she would, and then we got ready for bed. She said also that she didn't think her gym teacher would be there tomorrow, so she might have to wait till the next day to talk to him, which I said that would be fine, but just keep practicing and make sure you let him know how much you want to keep trying until you get it. Well, and then after that, I kind of forgot about it, thinking it might be a day or two before she really had a chance to to do it again. But the next day when she came in from school, the first thing that she said was, Dad, I got an A in gym. (laughs) I said, you did? You mean you did your push-up? She said, I did. My gym teacher was there, and I told him that I wanted to try again, and he said, okay. And so I did, and I did it. I tried to do two, but couldn't quite do it. So he said, hey, even one is an improvement from where you are, and that was the requirement, so I'm going to pass you on the push-up test, and you're going to get an A. Well, she was just so happy, and so was her dad. I mean, who would have thought that such a little adjustment would have made such a big difference? But it did, and as I reflected over that the last few days, I thought, boy, there's a great lesson in this experience for all of us. Actually, there are several, but the main one is, of course, to keep your head up. It's interesting how such a little adjustment seemed to make things just light enough for her to accomplish her task and push her weight back up. When we hang our heads down, I really believe it makes everything heavier and harder to manage and overcome. When we focus on the problem, the problem is all we see. And that's exactly what she was doing. And in her mind, it was too much for her to overcome because she was looking at the ground, at the problem, at what was pulling her down without the belief that she could push herself up. We are all taught this really as one of the very first lessons that we learned in sports. I'm sure every single one of us were told early on whatever sport we were involved in as a young person And especially whenever we made a mistake or lost the game to what? Keep your head up. It's human nature to look down and hang our head when we first fail in that attempt, in that practice or a game and and do not think that we measure up. And I know that we've all been there. Maybe some of us are there now, head down, looking at our feet in the ground, totally lost in our thoughts and in the discouragement of, of whatever we've fallen short in, not knowing what to do next. But then we hear that voice maybe from a coach or a parent or a friend or a teammate that just simply says, hey, keep your head up, which in sports is code for believe in yourself and things will get better, that it will get better, that you'll get better. Team sports might just be one of the best tools to practice life and this lesson is a critical one. As we get older, we all discover that these moments are not limited to our youth or to sports. We all will have many of these keep your head up moments where you'll need to have hope in the next try, believing that you can get better, believing that things will get better and know that your worth is not found in being able to accomplish something. It's not tied to your failure. The dopamine rush of success can mask our improvement areas, but our identity is challenged most in failure and defeat. Failure will, will force you to evaluate every part of who you are, every part of your being. I'm learning to embrace failure myself really as the greatest teacher that we have in life to help us to succeed. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time now, you should all know my favorite failure mantra, which is straight from Kung Fu Panda, that is, if you only do the things that you can do, you'll never be anything more than you are right now. So whatever you might be trying to do and getting discouraged at, whether it is starting a new business or just trying to do a single push-up to get an A, my message would be the same. Try keeping that head up and keep looking forward. So this brings me to the question, what helps us? What helps you to keep your head up? I had an interesting thought about this. I I remember a verse of scripture in Romans chapter 10, as well as several other scriptures that, that are very similar. That reads something along the lines of, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Well, my mind immediately began to question why Paul, in this particular verse, used the word feet. I mean, why didn't he say, How blessed is the face or the smile or something else that brings the good news? Isn't the good news delivered by our mouths, by our face? And then I thought, Well, maybe he used the word feet because when someone needs good news, guess where they are most likely looking? Probably at the ground. Their head hanging low, discouraged, frustrated, tired, and often without hope. And when that is happening with the person, the only thing they can see is someone else's feet. So the imagery is a person with their head down who raises it, when they hear the voice of someone else's feet that has brought that good news to them. Now, I'm not sure I'll ever look at that scripture the same again. That really is beautiful imagery to me. So, in the end, what makes us raise our head up? Well, of course, it's the good news of the gospel, the truth. How beautiful are the feet of those that tell us the truth. This tells me that our decision to raise our head depends on what voice we listen to. And that voice is everything. The voice can be external or internal because we often talk to ourselves more than anyone else. In these moments, we all need a voice of encouragement, a voice that will deliver positive thoughts and good news to each of us. Especially in three main areas. The first is about our character. I think we struggle so much feeling that we're not good enough, but our character is not determined by our condition or circumstance. The world is hard and we all want to feel relevant. And success makes us feel like we belong and are important. However, successful people understand that results drive improvements and do not define importance or inferiority. Life is not a singular event and your character is built by what you do daily. The truth, the good news, the voice that you need to listen to is that you are a masterpiece. As the scriptures record, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So keep your head up. The second area is in confidence. We all struggle with this, don't we? We all need to understand that failure is not final. There are voices that want us to feel like we can't do something and that we're not worthy. That you do not measure up and that you will never measure up. There is a finality to winning and losing, but there is not to pride, effort, and competing. I would have been more than okay if my daughter couldn't have done that push-up, but I didn't want her to give up so easily, to give up without a fight. The best coaches in sports don't focus on winning or losing, but on competing. They'll say things like, I do not know if we'll win or lose, but I know for a fact that we will compete and we will never stop fighting. There is great victory in knowing that you are an ultimate life competitor. True confidence is found in our personal measurement of success and in knowing our true worth and identity. As it says in Psalms 139.14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Knowing and believing this will help you to keep your head up. And finally, conviction. We are not only in a mental battle, but also in a spiritual one. Failure will make you question what you're doing. If you should continue, if you should quit, really the fastest way to destroy your impact is for you to walk away. You've all heard the phrase, all it takes for evil to win is for good men to do nothing. Well, the forces of evil that we're up against want us out of the game. And if they can get us to listen to voices of failure and discouragement in anything, they know that it will spread to everything. And that we will, in effect, take ourselves out of the game. The best way for you to stop improving is to stop competing. To draw yourself away from what has been on your heart. People give up because they're seeking peace away from their pain. However, they are not rewarded with peace, but with a deeper pain. The pain of regret. Always remember that people remember your name before they remember a score. People do not always admire winners, but they always admire those that keep battling and keep fighting. We all love a story about determination, hard work, grit, and never giving up and never giving in. God does not put something on your heart for no reason. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, that you're wanting to do, keep battling and striving for it to happen and to be the best version of yourself that you can be. We cannot do the best until we learn how to be our best. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, therefore, is found in keeping your head up. Remember, what brings our head up depends on what voice we listen to. And so today I want you to listen to that voice that is deep inside of you telling you that you can do it to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep improving, to keep reaching for whatever it is that you want to accomplish and to keep your head up as you move towards it and focus on it. Oprah once said that what you focus on expands and when you focus on the goodness in your life, you create more of it. So this week, let's all focus on what we want to do, not what we think we can't do. Focus on the road ahead, not on the problems that are on the road. Let's keep our heads up instead of letting them hang down. Take a lesson from the experience with my daughter, Michaela, and keep your head up. You might just find it makes all the difference in doing whatever it is that you've been struggling to do. As always, listen to those voices inside and outside of you that tell you that you can, not that you can't, that you will not that you will not, and that you are not what you are not. Now, thanks for listening today, everyone. One last thing, just real quick before we close. I'm moving into another space that I'm exciting about, and that space is in working with businesses and corporations. I've come to learn and recognize through my life's experience and working with others, especially with working with young people, ironically, just how much of our personal lives impact our performance in the workplace. I recognize that a hu- there is a huge need in, in corporate America to focus on helping employees build a better self so that they can build their company better. Achieving that work-life balance is everything and developing leadership within a company to truly see, one, the value of their employees, to see them as individuals and that investing in their personal growth and development and well-being is the best and first investment they should make, I believe is a key to any company's long-term success and growth and i want to help businesses develop that culture in their in their companies so that they can make more of an impact a positive impact in their community and so i'm going to ask you for some help if if you feel that that the company maybe that you work for can use a message or training that is centered on achieving a better culture personal growth and development and a better work-life balance then please reach out to me and let me know or Pass on to me any contacts that I can reach out to and have a conversation with. I know that I can help create this kind of culture within the company, no matter how big or small the company might be. And that's the voice I'm choosing to listen to that's telling me that I can. And I'm excited to see where this road leads and the new experiences that will come that will be a part of it. As always, thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope this has been helpful. And I hope that you have a great week in listening to whatever voices pushing you forward to do great things. And no matter what, don't ever stop and always keep your head up. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs and you've been listening to The Drive.